episode of Face the Facts is brought to you today by Holy Hydrogen. When you head over to holyhydrogen.com and click on the research tab, you'll learn all of the ways that molecular hydrogen heals your body from the inside out. Purchase an at-home hydrogen system today and use my promo code APRIL at the checkout. You'll save up to $100 off. Thanks so much for supporting this show right here on Real America's Voice by going to holyhydrogen.com and use my promo code APRIL at the checkout. Hello, and thanks so much for joining me for another edition of Face the Facts. I'm your host, April Moss, and today we're going to be speaking with one of the true freedom fighters of our generation, Dr. Simone Gold, the founder of America's Frontline Doctors. Dr. Gold will be spending 60 days in prison. We are going to be speaking about the details surrounding her sentencing, and I'm delighted to be joined by her today. But first, I want to tell you a little bit about Dr. Gold. For those of you who don't know, she has more than 20 years as a board-certified emergency physician. She's the author of the best-selling book, I Do Not Consent, My Fight Against medical cancel culture. And Dr. Gold's mission is to make America's frontline doctors the leading voice of common sense and scientific clarity in the fight to defend our civil liberties. Now let's get right into my discussion with Dr. Gold. Well, hello, we are joined live right now with Dr. Simone Gold, the founder of America's Frontline Doctors. And uh, you have more than 20 plus years of experience as an emergency uh, physician, uh, extremely talented and, and wonderful person. Dr. Simone Gold, thank you for joining me today to speak to I'm me. Happy to, I'm happy to be with you, April. Thank you. So Dr. Gold, a lot of people uh, are surprised to hear that this is what is happening right now. Um, let's Let's bring them back to just giving them some context. Of, of why we're talking today. We're talking because you are just a few days away from being uh, sentenced to jail for 60 days for a misdemeanor. Um, briefly, if you could recount to people exactly what happened and, and what's going on. Yes, um, I was an invited guest speaker at the Capitol on January 6th. There was about 20 or 25 people that were invited to speak at the particular location on the east side of the Capitol. And when I arrived with those 20 other people, um, the, the stage in the platform area, we were not allowed to speak. To this day, I don't know why that was, but someone in authority made the decision that we couldn't speak. In retrospect, I think this was a bit of a setup because you had all these you know, tens of thousands of people that were really there to hear people speak. I mean, they were, there was a lot of energy in the crowd that day. And all of a sudden you kind of took that away and you left them no substitute. It happens that I wasn't there to speak about the election because I don't speak about such matters publicly. I always speak about medical freedom, constitutional freedom, inalienable right to you know, control your own body, et cetera. I'm a daughter of a Holocaust survivor, and I know what it's like for human beings to be subject to medical, uh, medical experimentation. So that's why I got started on this. That's what I speak about. But when I arrived that day to speak, they had taken down the – they, they didn't let us speak. So I was there really on the east side, which was the non-scaffolding side. It was entirely peaceful. And I was at the top of the Capitol steps, and I really just started to speak. There's video. You can see me speaking. People really couldn't hear me because I didn't have any AV equipment. So after a while, I just kind of stopped. Maybe I did that for a minute or two. 
But while I'm standing there with, uh, you know, really, I think tens of thousands of people, somehow the doors were open from the inside. And because of that, I was kind of pushed in, walked in, whatever you want to say, I really couldn't have gone the other direction. Thousands of people behind me, doors suddenly opened on the inside. And of course, I was kind of pushed in. That's how I found myself in the building. So um, later, the, the day was distorted beyond all recognition. I can't speak to what I didn't see, but the east side of the building was entirely peaceful. There were grandmothers and there were moms with baby carriages and there were people singing Kumbaya and there were people praying. It was kind of joyful and happy event. And I, I was there and because I was there to talk on health freedom, which I've been doing already for, I guess it was nine months at that point. Um, I continued to do that. You know, a few days earlier, I had done that in Tampa, Florida. The day before, I'd done it successfully in Washington, D.C. And there I was doing it again, holding my speech. So while inside the Capitol, uh, I gave my speech. And there's plenty of video showing me giving my speech yeah. and walking between ropes. And it was all very peaceful. And, and that's what it was. And of, co of course, I had no idea this was going to turn into um, such mischaracterization of what that day actually was. And I am uh, very sorry that responsible people in the media and responsible, uh, let's say, political conservative people didn't get up and protest how this day was characterized. The only excuse I give them is that there was almost no media on the ground. So perhaps they didn't know what to believe, but there were plenty of witnesses like myself. I would think there's more than a million people in the city that day and overwhelmingly it was peaceful. And the description of that day bore no resemblance to what I, a firsthand witness, saw that day. So I ended up being caught up in what was really the biggest story of our time, but it wasn't as the story has been reported in the newspapers. And certainly my role in it was just peaceful, giving a speech. Um, and, and, you know, in my case in particular, there was, there was certainly so much entrapment. I mean, I was there to give a speech. Somebody cancels the speech. I'm at the top of the steps. Somebody opens the door from the inside. I wouldn't have been inside otherwise. And I'm peaceful and I'm walking. So, because of all, all that, I got on camera, and and I the think that's on video, right? And I think that's one of the shocking things about this whole thing is that, you know, we kind of weren't concerned really about about you because I I thought you know as I was following your the, this 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 process that you've been under, I thought well everything's on camera. It shows that she did nothing wrong, and I think that was what was such a hard blow when when you were given that sentence. It was like, how can this right. be? I think um, we have to recognize, I really, I hope it's not true, but reality sort of indicates that we're like the dawning of a new day. I mean, we have video evidence of completely peaceful congregation, peaceful talking, walking between the ropes, giving a speech. This particular person, me, you know, I have no violent history. Nobody's alleging I'm violent. And yet, and, and we've got video evidence of the whole thing. And yet you have a corrupted system where they throw such aggressive charges at people like me that were forced to take pleas. What I want to share with everybody is that they charged me and others so aggressively. They charged me with a 20-year felony, a 20-year felony. Well, who can look at a 20-year felony in the jurisdiction of a D.C. jury? None of the D.C. judges will relinquish thus far, will relinquish any of these cases. If I was going to be tried in my hometown, which is now Florida, I would have fought this, but you yeah. couldn't fight this in the D.C. jury um, amongst people who have been poisoned in the D.C. jury pool. And yeah. you shouldn't have to fight a prosecution that has overcharged you. They had no evidence upon which they could base these overcharges. 
One of the charges specifically, a 20-year felony, when the entire um, activity of the day was caught on tape and none of it supports it. Mm-hmm. But that's the situation that we're in now as Americans, is that the government um, is doing this to one class of citizens, I should say one political class of citizens. We've seen that the Stephen Colbert crew just got, you know, it, you yep. know, they just let the charges drop. Elon Omar just got arrested. I'm sure those will be dropped. Let's just watch the news for that. You know, uh, in January of 2017, a lot of people protested Trump coming into office. I believe there were 209 arrests of which one person got convicted to four months because he actually did assault a police officer. But all of the others, I think it was 208, were just dropped. The prosecution just dropped them. This is what I mean when I speak that I was a victim of selective prosecution. Both on that day, there are thousands of people. Why did they pick me out? Because I I speak out on these issues. And also in general, why are you picking out the people who are doing a political protest on one side of the aisle, but you're not going to go against, what about the people who are, who are, who went in on the, on Kavanaugh, right? And what about, I mean, oh, oh, they're not prosecuted. Of of 2020, when, when so much, many rioting was happening, uh, you know, across the country. And what about the people who stormed the Arizona Capitol on June 24th when they didn't like the outcome of Roe v. Wade? Um, This is absolutely indicative of, um, you know, it's a sad day in America when, when a revered doctor who has done nothing but help people and try to get them early treatments when no other doctors were brave or courageous enough to stand against big pharma and stand against the corruption with the collusion of the government. And yet they're going to sentence a doctor, an attorney to jail. Yeah. It's egregious. Yeah. That's not the least of it. I mean, they've done a lot to me, the government, but you know, it's fine. I, I just keep pushing back. And I, I, you know, I just, I thank God every day that I am who I am because there's no ambivalence. You know, it's not as though I'm wondering, well, maybe I was actually violent or disorderly, or maybe I actually did, you know, obstruct something. But of course I didn't because that's not my nature. So yeah. I, you don't suddenly wake up the next day and become a different person. So at the end of the day, we are going to emerge stronger from this. Um, there's, you know, they, the system's corrupt, though. I mean, I do want people to know, like, I don't want to minimize how corrupt, you know, I saw the corruption up close and personal. The judge in my case, for example, said many completely factually untrue things. The worst probably was that he said, I showed no remorse because, you know, of course, a judge can look into someone's heart, right? No, no remorse for five people who died as a result of the Capitol. He's literally parroting factually inaccurate statements. Everybody who looks at the facts on the ground knows that was factually inaccurate. But also as a judge, what did that have to do with the person, the defendant right in front of him? It had nothing to do with the defendant in front of him. Proper judicial temperament is being able to look at the, the facts on the ground, the defendant before you, and make an assessment. He clearly didn't do that. He's waving in his hand letters that people wrote from all across the nation you know, that were in support of me. And he's waving them like the, this was something negative, that people were defending me. Also, really, what does that have to do with it? It was free speech and it was it was supporters. If anything, it's a positive. There's no way to construe that as a negative. Um, he spoke out against America's frontline doctors. He uh, pretended that I was profiting. He literally said, I'm profiting off of my crimes. I mean, it was, it was I mean, I, it was really outrageous, April. It was, it was outrageous. So, so Dr. Gold, what is going to happen now? You're going to serve your time. Um, and, and I understand this is going to, and I hope that you've seen the love and support from 
from people reaching out to you since this news has broken. Um, but you have really great plans uh, for the fall when you are released. And I'd love for you to share with the people, um, you know, the, the things that you have uh, planned on and that you're moving forward with. Yes, it's so important because I wouldn't want to leave people with the impression that this is somehow going to stop me. <laughs> That's not going to happen. So we do two, I do two things. There's America's Frontline Doctors, of course, and we are bringing, um, we bring a lot of creative content. We bring a lot of news. We bring a lot of um, video news, for example. We, we do a lot of that. We have a citizen corps. We have, we're very, very active. Please go to americasfrontlinedoctors.org or aflds.org. We're going to be bringing symposia. We're, we're just going to try to take back that space where doctors advocated, abdicated truth and accuracy, and we're going to fill that space because there's a complete. So that's the lane for AFLDS.org going forward. But in addition, super important to offer people an alternative to the um, the corruption and the bias within the healthcare system. Our healthcare system literally um, put forward doctors and hospitals that did not have their patients' best interests at heart. And I don't have to tell people this. People tell me this. People tell me, I won't go to the hospital. I saw what they did. Or people said, you know, I took the shot, but then I got COVID. Why is the government lying? So people have seen that they woke up. For all of those people out there, please go check out goldcare.com. Goldcare.com. It's not healthcare. It's gold care. We're going to show you how you can unhook from the, um, the, the unethical insurance system that is not keeping you well, that's kind of keeping you on a sickness path. So I'm super excited. So those two things are coming later this year and, and 2023. GoCare.com. Check it out. I love it. I love it. This is exactly the answer that so many people are looking for. Um, Dr. Gold, do you see in the future, do you see actual clinics popping up across the country, gold clinics, or is this more of a, a telehealth type of thing to start out? There's, there's three stages. The first is national telemedicine, which is that we're at the beginning of that right now. The second will be partnering with like-minded physicians in the communities, not competing with them, not building clinics, but working with them in the gold care way because we have a much better way of putting it together. And we have a lot of patients who want us. So we want to pick up those doctors in their home communities and support them, um, give them access to some of the best minds, you know, have joined us on America's Frontline Doctors, give them access to that and support them in kind of the gold care way. And then the third will, of course, occasionally, you know, down, down the road, I do hope to build alternatives to hospitals because we do need alternatives to hospitals. What we saw, and again, I'm an ER physician, I'm a hospital-based physician, and what I saw the last two years was horrific. I wouldn't send anybody to the hospital. It's, it's dangerous stuff. So just give us, a, you know, give us a few years. We are going to give you an alternative to the current very sick illness model healthcare system. Dr. Gold, can people write to you while you are um, in jail? Is there is there yeah. a, a address that they can send things to? There, there's a couple of things. Um, thank you for the question. One is please go to the URL freedrgold.org. It's F-R-E-E-D-R-G-O-L-D.org, freedrgold.org. We put any funds that you'd like to donate to us towards fighting political persecutions like this. We also put updates you know, what's happening to me and how you can contact and send a letter. Also, please consider just sending a text, AFLDS, you know, America's Frontline Doctors, to 80990. If you do that, sending AFLDS to 80990, 
then you're going to get a text maybe two times a week, maybe three times a week with just like a quick update, like what's happening. And I am actually going to try to do an interview or two from prison. We'll see. I don't know. I've never been in prison. I don't know if it's possible. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, thank you so much for all that you're doing and um, certainly raising awareness on and how critical we are in our country right now to, to losing, right, to losing free speech. And you've been such an amazing fighter for that and for medical freedom. And uh, I, I just, from the bottom of my heart, just you're one of my favorite people. So thank you so much for all that you do. Thanks for being here with us today, Dr. Gold. God bless. Thank you. Thank you, April. God bless. Thank you so much for joining us today on another edition of Face the Facts. Please share this episode with family and friends and continue to spread the word about this great show right here on Real America's Voice and all podcast platforms.